Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, hockey is starting, NBA upcoming, baseball playoffs soon as well. Plus, hey, the Ryder Cup so you can lay some money down on Team USA as well. 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. Betonline.ag is the website. Bet Online, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Hey, this is Joe Theismann, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Bet Online and presented in part by Ken's Auto Detailing. Make sure you head on over if you're in and around central New York to Ken's Auto Detailing. I'm telling you right now, man, you get that detail inside and outside, wax and wash for your car, your truck, your boat, whatever the case may be, and you literally drive away feeling like you have a brand new vehicle. Ken's Auto Detailing is the official detail house of the ML Sports Platter. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to CH Insurance, Jam and Beats, Bonnet Sales and Service, Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, and our great friends over at Liverpool Physical Therapy. If you need PT for any and all needs, I'm telling you, I had a freak accident by the pool this summer, dislocated my shoulder really bad, was in a ton of pain, and they brought me all the way back. Experience the difference today at Liverpool Physical Therapy. It is the best place, I'm telling you right now. It's been the region's premier source for outpatient physical therapy since 2005. From head to toe, they do it right, and they are exceeding expectations one patient at a time. Pete and his crew do an amazing job. So head on over to the website first, liverpoolphysicaltherapy.com. Tell them that the ML Sports Platter sent you, and you will not be disappointed. Well, I'll tell you what, I can't wait to talk college football and more with our next guest. He is a current college football analyst for 
ESPN and ABC. He had a long coaching tenure, which garnered him a record of 103 and 61, bounced around many stops, as many of these coaches do, climbing the coaching ladder, finished with a 103 and 61 record. He was the head coach of the Florida Gators from 2018 until 21. Of course, previously, had worked with Urban Meyer, quarterbacks coach and all the rest, 2003-2004. We know all about the success of the Utes and uh, Alex Smith and all that. And then he moved on with Urban Meyer to Florida. You probably saw him in Swamp Kings in the Netflix special, of course, during the Tim Tebow era and what an era it was. Really, really pleased to bring onto the program college football analyst for ESPN and ABC, Dan Mullen. Dan, how are you today, bud? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Can you give my listeners, just to start off here, just what it's like to live day by day in the SEC, you know, the pressure, the expectations, the atmosphere, the fans, the demands, uh, the facility, the recruiting, the meetings, uh, the, the, the competition. I mean, it's just got, it's basically NFL 1A, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think probably more than the NFL in a lot of ways is, um, you know, in, in, I think in all of college coaching now, I mean, in a lot of places, I mean, it's 24-7, 365. It's not a job. It's a way of life. It's something that's going to just consume everything that you do of, of you know, the, the part that you're coach, coaching and teaching within your program, that you are uh, all the players, taking care of them, helping educate them, help, help make sure they get a degree, making sure they grow as men. Uh, you know, you're managing a, a great staff and an operation that you put on in, in games every single week. And, and then you recruit uh, 365 days a year. You're on the you're on recruiting calls. Uh, you have, you know, the kids coming on campus. I know they've tried to, to tweak some of the rules, but it, it actually uh, is even more kids coming on campus. So, so I think the college coaching lifestyle is that it's it's a way of life now when you throw in the southeastern conference and you throw in the pressures of that league and the expectations of that league it just takes it to another level is i you know i'll I'll be honest with you football in the south is bigger than the nfl i mean it's more pressure i mean it is it is all day every day there's an off season in the nfl where fans kind of go on and start cheering for their baseball or hockey or, or, or NBA team, right. Or, or, or another team where in college football, I mean, in the South, it is, it is all year long. There's the regular season, there's recruiting season, there's spring ball season. There's another recruiting season. There's summer training camp season. And then there's back to another season. I mean, the fans follow it, every aspect of the program, you know, wherever whatever you're doing, uh, 365 days a year. When Tim Tebow arrived, when did you realize that you had something even different going on than everything you just explained? Because let's be honest, it was kind of unlike anything that you and many others had ever seen across the country, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, Tim's, you know, I mean, Tim was like such a phenomenon from his commitment to coming to Florida. And I think, you know, being a a Florida guy coming to Florida made it even bigger. You know, I mean, he didn't go across the country to another school where, you know, people people's name recognition and knowledge of him was on a recruiting board, and because he was a a five star player, I mean, he was a he was already a, a household name in the state of Florida, and coming to Florida made it even bigger. And uh, and he was different. I mean, I, I remember going going. Uh, I was out on the road recruiting one day, and you have a Florida shirt. You know, someone a, a, a student at this high school comes around to me and said, "Boy." 
you go to Florida, you know, my sister, she went to class the other day and she saw Tim Tebow. Yeah. And I said, I said, well, I certainly hope so because he's better been in class or I'm going to have to go deal with the academic discipline stuff when I get back to campus. So, um, you know, I think people a lot of times forget that all of these guys are just college kids. They're just regular college kids out there, you know, uh, trying to do things. And in, in Tim's case, when he came on campus, he was one of the most recognizable athletes in the world by the back end of his career. And, uh, you know, I mean, but he was always, I mean, such a special person. And, and I, you know what? I, I loved the spotlight. I think he loved the platform that it gave him uh, because it gave him an unbelievable platform to spread the message, uh, you know, of faith, hope, and love that he wants to spread throughout the world. You know, I, I did on field for a couple seasons in Syracuse for the minor league baseball teams, including the Syracuse Mets. So I was around him a lot. And He's a really good dude, man. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's all, well, if you've been around, you know, it's all real. People wonder. Yeah. The number one question I get is it real? Right. It's all real. Yeah. You must have seen it. I can't imagine major, minor league baseball seeing really anything kind of like him come rolling through. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was just, it's a frenzy wherever he goes. It, it was wild. And, and you, you just said it right there. I, I was, I was just literally going to say that word for word was that. Even little old me, like I'm getting hammered on social media every day. I'm getting hammered from friends, family, people I don't know. Um, on my way to the ballpark, I'm walking through the parking lot and, and people are asking me like, hey, can you do this? Can you get that? Can you get Tim? Can you get him here? Can you get a picture? Can you? And then, you know, people are also coming at me at like get togethers and I'm with my buddies and we're, you know, hanging out and they're like, Tebow can't be that, right? He, he's fake, right? He's da, da, da. And I'm like, dude, no, he is everything that is advertised. Everything that you hear, national spotlight, magazines, when you read quotes, when you hear people talk about him, I'm like, there is nothing that isn't what that says. There is nothing fake about this guy. I'm telling you right now. And I remember he was uh, battling, you know, because baseball's hard. He was battling at the plate and, and kind of going through this really, really rough spell. And I remember he just, he hit one out and you saw him smile and round the bases and they were going nuts for him in the dugout. And I remember him him coming out of the dugout and I was standing there getting ready to announce, a, you know, a, a spot during, a, you know, a break in an inning. And he, and he looked at me and I turned him and I go, that one felt pretty good, huh? And he slapped my, you know, butt with his glove. You know, it's just how he is. You know what I mean? It's just, everything's real, you know? Uh, and, he's, and he's an ultimate competitor. And yeah. I love, you know what, he's a guy that people I have always seen try to knock down. And in football, one thing, he willed his way to win. You know what, but he's also won, an, you know, he, he won a Heisman Trophy, won two national championships, like three, two, two or three-time college football player of the year. Probably the greatest college football player in the history of the game. I think he is. His college resume is the greatest college football player ever to play the game. And not the best, like, he wasn't even probably the best player on our team, that would have been Percy Harvin, but he was the greatest college football player when you look at his career of all times. And then he's won an NFL playoff game. He's played up until I, I mean, he he got up, you know, double A. I even think the triple A at one point, right? Of, of baseball. Yeah. I, 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 listen, I don't know. People think, oh well, he he, he didn't do this. I love I love uh, people knocking out. I'm like, could you imagine just taking anybody that thinks they're a great any a great athlete in anything go stand in in a double a game and try to hit a ball <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, then, and then after that i'm going to take you into an nfl playoff game yep. and i'm gonna snap the ball to you and you see if you can make a read and throw it yep. then i'm gonna have you on fourth and one snap you the ball in an sec championship game 
and see if you can run through Alabama's defense. Or, you know, I mean, people be like know that, that you can't do those things. Uh, you have to be a special athlete to do it. There's no doubt. Dan Mullen, our guest, ABC and ESPN college football analyst. And you're doing a great job uh, at that, by the way, Dan. Let's get into a little bit here. This year, uh, there, there isn't elite, right? There isn't great, but there's almost that, right? And I think that's Michigan, it's Georgia, maybe some others here. How do you see it playing out? And my goodness, what a year it's been, I think. I mean, between all the stuff in the Pac-12 and Dion and these quarterbacks we've got with 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 uh, Caleb Williams and company, uh, the Michigan, the Georgia, you know, three-peat charge, people saying that maybe Nick Saban's done and maybe Alabama's done. And uh, there's just so much going on in the game right now. I think it's fantastic. Kind of give me a state of the union here. And, and do you agree with my first comment about no real great or elite team this year? I think there's, I think, I don't, there, I think there's a bunch of great teams. I don't think there's one team that separated themselves. And what's going to be really interesting as it shakes out, I think there, if you start with the Pac-12, which I think is the, the most exciting league in college football right now, and, and what a shame, this was their TV contract negotiation year, yep. and if, if they were going through contract negotiations with TV right now, they'd be getting paid, and, uh, but they just didn't wait around till it happened, but I, I think when you look at that league and you look at USC with with Caleb Williams, can can they're not very good on defense, but when you have him and a quarterback like that, you can get in a shootout. You're trying to outscore people. I think Michael Penix would be that. You know, if you had to, like, I think he's got to be a front runner for the Heisman at this point yep. with what he's been able to do at Washington. I think they have elite offense. They've shown that they can play some defense. Haven't really been tested yet. But I'm interested to see that. Oregon, I think, is a team that is a lead on both sides of the ball. And I think they're, I think this Pac-12 race, because you got to throw in, uh, obviously, the excitement of Colorado. You throw in a Utah who nobody wants to play Utah if you're trying to win a championship. Washington State, Oregon State, the depth of that league is incredible. So, and, and as you get to this, this will kind of make a short story long here with it all, is so I think there'll be a playoff team come out of the Pac-12 this year. This weekend, Oklahoma-Texas sorts itself out. It's great when they're both teams. Texas, I think, is the number one team in the country right now. I think, hands down, they're number one. They're the most complete team. They you know, they check every box. They play offense. They play defense. They have playmakers at every position on the offensive side of the ball. They have a winning quarterback. And they have a resume that's shown they could go on and win in one of the hardest places in the country to go win uh, and win pretty convincingly. So I think Texas is the number one team in the country, and they get Oklahoma with the interesting one with the no divisions and how the Big 12 set up, the loser of this game, I think, as long as whoever loses this game wins the rest of their games, uh, the, it'll set up for a rematch. And even if the winner, I think, is playing with house money, they have one that they could drop, potentially. And whoever wins, if it is two 11-1 teams in that rematch in the Big 12 title game, one of those teams is going to the playoffs. I think that I think that the Big Ten East and the Big Ten as a whole is is a three team race. There you have Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. I, I, Michigan has looked like to me the best team so far, but they haven't been tested. Penn State is interesting. Drew Aller, quarterback this year. They have some athletes, running backs around them. Penn State plays really, really, really good defense. Really good defense. So defense travels and defense can win you championships. And so that's going to be an interesting race. And so, and all of a sudden, and I think whoever wins the East of the Big Ten is rolling into that championship game. And they're just going to roll on whoever's in the West. I mean, the West isn't going to put up anybody that can even compete with them. That's three playoff spots filled right now. And, you know, you get then to the ACC, 
with a potentially undefeated Florida State team uh, that has, you know, could have a win over two SEC teams by that point. Um, they're going to be a contender. And then you get to the SEC, which this is the big question this year, is if, if Georgia stumbles along the way and or if they lose the championship game to a one-loss Texas A&M or a one-loss Alabama or even a two-loss team, with their schedule really playing nobody, through the course of the whole year, they really don't play a very difficult schedule. Do they even get in? You know, could this be a year where there is no SEC team in the college football playoff? And that would be really interesting as the year went through. It could be really interesting how that plays out uh, as the year goes on and, and what happens. Now, the thing about college football that makes it so exciting is there's always going to be changes, always going to be wild things happen. I mean, you're talking 18 to 22-year-olds out there playing the game every week. You're talking about balance across the country this year, uh, maybe maybe unlike any years we've had in the past. And I think, they, you know, the top to bottom, there's teams that can jump up and beat anybody on any given day. And so it's going to be really interesting as this year plays out of how the top teams handle the success how they handle with their schedule, and can they win the games they need to win to potentially win not just conference championships, uh, you know, but also get in that college football playoff. I, I, I would, if right now, I think college football playoff will have four conference champions. So if you don't win your conference championship game, you're not getting in. And that's, and, and that's leaving out Notre Dame, who has a last play of the game loss to a quality team and potentially a strength of schedule with wins over Duke, Louisville, Clemson, and and, uh, USC to potentially be sitting there as a one-loss candidate as well at the end of the year. It's going to be really interesting. You know, September's was fantastic, but October's only going to get better. All right, Dan. uh, In in closing here, I I had one more uh, that I really wanted to get to with you, and that is that, you know, you, you were at Syracuse in 1998 as a GA, and I live about, I don't know, 15 minutes north of campus um, in central New York. Can you get into your experience at Syracuse? You know, what do you what you enjoyed the most? And my gosh, it, it was just such a different time. I mean, that's 25 years ago, and the climate was so different back then. No NIL, you know, no social media, no transfer portal. Northeast football was still big. The Dome wasn't ancient yet. It was the Donovan McNabb era. You were coming off Marvin Graves and and, and 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 Don McPherson and Coach McPherson and you know the Rob Moores and guys on both sides of the ball and just the history of Syracuse football. And that was one of the heydays, you know, on top of all the other heydays that they had with the likes of Brown, Little, and Ernie Davis before uh, that as well. So, um, but can you, or I guess in between, can you get into your days at the Cuse and and maybe kind of extending it to right now? I mean. I just don't think Syracuse football ever has a chance to get back to those days because of the climate of how it is now. Well, I think I think a lot of things have, have changed, one, and it's that part of it first with, you know, Syracuse. Syracuse, when I remember our days there and the niche, and a lot of times back in the day, the, the niche, there was a lot more local and regional recruiting, you know. And so, you know, a lot of the players at Syracuse are, are guys – that were from New England, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, 
right? I mean, you, I mean, you have from from Robbie Conrad to Kevin Johnson, sure. you know, and then you'd have a couple of the guys, um, you know, that came from a, from from a little bit further away, and that was at Donovan McNabb. Now I remember as a young coach going there, just jaw dropping what McNabb could do on <laughs> every game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was unbelievable. He was unreal. Yeah, um, and so much fun. But I I have such great memories. I was there as a grad assistant and you know, so you're a young coach learning how things go. Yep. I'm going to tell you, if you are a young football coach and you want to learn the game and be a grad assistant, I don't think there was anybody you would want to work for more than, than Paul Patrick. Coach Long. P. Yeah. Coach P. Now yep. I'm going to tell you, if you wanted to have a social life, not the guy to work for. If you wanted to see daylight, probably not the guy to work for. Well, hey, you don't see it anyway here, okay? You don't you don't see it anyway. <laughs> it, it was yeah. I mean a I mean a grind yeah. of yeah. grind. I mean and he was got loved ball. But I learned so much football, so many little details of the game on offense, defense. Kevin Rogers was the offensive coordinator, sure. you know, and, and one of my, you know, if not my, the, my, one of my top mentors of the game um, from those days, learning it from him. And uh, it was, I had such a great time. And you know what? I had come prior to that. I, I played division three football at her college. I'd coached. Uh, you know, in, in, at Wagner College in Staten Island, I coached at Columbia in the Ivy League. And all of a sudden, my first year, my first game at the Division One level as a grad assistant was that game Syracuse against Tennessee and, and the controversial pass interference oh. at the end of the game. Tennessee would go on to win the national title yep. that year. Yeah. But, I mean, the Dome was so loud. Yeah. And, I mean, you couldn't even – talk to a person next to you when you're on the field it was rocking so much and you know and that's the hard part for a Syracuse right now is, is to go back and find that identity in today's world with how recruiting is so national kids go around the country that before you used to kind of get those regional guys now hey if there's if, if there's a top player in in New York they're gonna look at all the SEC schools you know, before it was kind of they were looking at Syracuse, Penn State, Boston College, maybe Michigan, you know, um, Notre Dame. And now now they might go to Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Everything is so region. Everything right. is so national now right. when it comes to recruiting um, that Syracuse has got to kind of dig out its national niche to go get the players that it needs to come back in and, and to go compete championships and that's not easy to do you know i think that it, and it, it's also finding the, the personality i think one of the things that you've seen i've seen from syracuse the last couple of years they have success and they find ways to create a big upset they i don't think they currently have the depth to go compete for the championships like they used to you know they and you, when you have that team and you're you're saying hey we have some good players we can go somebody and beat somebody knock somebody off you know we have early success in the season and then this year goes on you get beat up you get injured they don't have the depth they used to have and that catches up to them as the season goes on yeah that's it's really well well said I mean when you think back to some of those teams it was layered and layered and layered and today you know you have one or two injuries like they have right now in the receiver course with you know Gasson and company it, it, you know you're kind of you're kind of guessing and then it's hard to kind of get through the whole year especially if the injuries happen early on as well. Dan Mullen, what a treat to have you. Really enjoying you on ABC and ESPN. Hopefully 
I'll uh, run into you at the Dome or somewhere. I do uh, stats on occasion for ESPN. So uh, really looking forward to uh, continuing to watch and listen. And obviously, I followed your career uh, right from the jump as well. And uh, I remember those Q's days like, like no other. In fact, right in front of me right now, I've got an 8x10 autographed McNabb photo. I've got a Syracuse-Miami ticket stub back in 98. And Kevin Johnson, you talked about, returned the opening kick of the uh, kickoff classic at the Meadowlands in 97. And I was there when they walloped Wisconsin. I've got that ticket stub on my wall right now as well. So it's been a real treat, Dan. Thank you for sharing some memories and talking some college ball throughout. Dan Mullen, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, great to be with you. This is John Serino at CH Insurance. Over the years, the Orange have set a great example of teamwork. It's what we strive for every day with our talented team, clients, and partners. Follow us on social media. Go SU, we're in your corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. Oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.